Hello, and welcome back to another FACT podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique. And in this episode, we're going to cover the coronavirus. Yes, the coronavirus, which is in the news and causing fear and anxiety everywhere. First of all, what is the coronavirus? They call it a coronavirus because there is a crown of glycoproteins on the outside of the viral capsid or shell that you can see under a scanning EM. What are some example coronaviruses? Well, the common cold gives you a runny nose. SARS, you know, respiratory uh, distress syndromes are all caused by these coronaviruses. The virus uses those glycoproteins on the outside of its shell, its capsule, if you will. It will use those to try to confuse the cells in your respiratory lining, in your lungs, in the back of your throat. It will try to bind with those and try to get inside your cell. Once inside one of your respiratory tract cells, your lung cells, it will take over the nucleus, that's the powerhouse, the programming agent of every one of our cells, our trillions and trillions of cells, it will take it over so it can replicate itself. It can't replicate on its own. It's got to use us. It will keep replicating. And guess what? Then if it can keep up and replicate and it explodes the cell because you fill up more viruses, and then that virus goes and tries to infect another cell and so on and so on. And once that viral load, that a number of viruses gets high enough, it'll overwhelm the immune system. So what you hope is that your immune system is so strong that your immune system will go up to a cell that's infected or taken over by the coronavirus or a virus and destroy that cell and everything inside, including the virus. Or our immune system has enough antibodies which will bind with a free-floating virus that hasn't gotten, any, gotten into a cell. And then we have big T-cells and macrophages, they're called. These big cells will come and gobble up this slow-down and bound-down virus. So it's a give-and-take of the viruses hiding and also changing their glycoproteins on the outside to confuse the cell. That's how viruses work. Viruses are smaller than bacteria. You need a very, very strong microscope to see them, much smaller than bacteria. In fact, there's a lot of viruses that infect bacteria cells, and a bacteria is like a one-celled organism. Well, these viruses have to constantly change the glycoproteins on the outside of their body. Of the, excuse me, their viral capsule or shell. That glycoprotein is specific, say, to humans. That glycoprotein is specific to mammals. And that's how it changes and locks in. Some of the protein matrix that holds the shell together is specific to a species. That's how we know the coronavirus has jumped from a reptile to a human because the protein sequences in this virus are more similar to a cobra snake than it is a human in North America. So it's jumped. How's that work? How can a virus that's specific to one species jump another? Well, one, you get sloppy immune system. 
In other words, you, someone who's very sick already has a cold, already has a flu, already has immunosuppression, gets around, say, a pig that is also sick. And because our immune systems get dumbed down, that, say, pig virus gets into us, instead of just wiping it out, oh, that's a pig virus, it doesn't recognize it right away. And you can imagine the pig virus keeps rotating in these glycoproteins on the outside of its shell trying to figure out how to get in. And if our immune system lets it stay around long enough, because we're sick already, we're compromised already, we let this foreign other, other animal virus into us, it'll keep changing because that's how viruses work. It'll keep changing those glycoproteins, those sticky little like lollipops that stick out on outside the virus until it gets a hit. It's like playing the lottery. And, they, and you remember, virus can turn over in minutes. So you have millions of these things turning over in million, minutes trying to get a hit on the lottery. It gets the right combination lock and boom, it infects the cell. And then it has the human DNA to incorporate, the human proteins to incorporate, and now you have a human pathogen or a human bug that will infect you when it came from another thing. I hope I didn't say that too fast, but you have to understand a little bit about the virus to start with. But let's talk about the coronavirus that came out of China. They're flying Americans into America, they're quarantining them. It may be a highly infectious infection, highly transmittable, but remember, it's a coronavirus. And now SARS wiped out a lot of people, wiped out some, a lot of turkeys, but the influenza A and B, just in this country, last flu season killed 60 to 80,000 people. This year alone, we're down a little bit, this year alone, it's at 8,000, and they're looking at maybe 20,000 deaths due to influenza in this country alone. Why do I say that? No one in this country has died from corona. You have about 200 have died in China from coronavirus, a very strong common cold virus, basically. Guess what? We should be working on the flu. We should be more concerned about the flu. If you have sick kids, keep them at home. If you're sick and have a cough or something, stay home. Why? When we go out, we slough off those viruses and they go to everyone around your cubicle, everyone at work. Anything you touch could get into that other person. And by playing that Russian roulette with uh, the combination of the glycoproteins, constantly changing that matrix, constantly trying to find out what's work, we actually make viruses stronger by exposing them to more hosts or victims then weaker. Stay home. The only DNA it'll get is DNA of your family. And if it gets to your kids, it's DNA that's similar to you. But if you have a virus and it gets into an elementary school, a middle school of 500 kids and then goes home, you have thousands of different interactions. And the bug every year is going to change and get stronger, not weaker. That's why some simple public hygiene is needed. If you think you got a cold, keep the kid home. Get your homework, keep the kid home. You should be washing your hands all the time, not touching your eyes. Wash down doorknobs. If you're in public, make sure you wash things down. In my office, we are constantly bleaching and covering all surfaces. Don't sneeze on anyone. Keep a Kleenex around. And keep your own health up. What nutrients can you take to give you a stronger immune system? I don't know. 
vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin E, the ACEs, you know, good protein, good water, enough sleep, eight hours of sleep a night, keep your house clean, keep things wiped down, fresh fruits and vegetables. And if you can't do that, make sure you're getting vitamin C and bioflavonoids from a supplement, something to increase the strength of your immune system. You know, how often do you take showers and baths? If you do get a cold, are you scrubbing down that kid's room and changing the linens? I know when my kids get sick, we wash their linens two or three, their pillowcases, two or three times during that three or four days they're sick. Why would you want to re-inoculate yourself after you've been knocked down? Why would you want to inoculate anyone else? Remember, these bugs are physical things. So you just kill them. You don't have to be OCD about it, but you need to up your game in cleaning things. Again, remember what a virus does. I always liken a virus to the maintenance man in our old high school. Great guy. He'd move slow, but he had this ring of keys. It wasn't, this is before the, this is in the 70s, late 70s, early 80s. So this is before the electronic age. So there was keys, even master keys for every room, every classroom, hallway, locker, and he would have 30 or 40 keys on this massive ring he held on the outside, cl connected, clipped to the outside of his overalls. And you'd hear him walking and you'd hear him go up to, oh, you know, the coat closet or a janitorial closet to get something. And you could hear him jingling his keys. Oh, that one doesn't fit. Change again. That one doesn't fit. Pull out another key. That one doesn't fit until he get to the fifth or sixth one. Oh, that's it. And he'd open it up. He would never mark it or look. Just pull it out. And he knew the, the approximate group of keys it would be. And he'd go grab his mop bucket or something to clean or whatever he had to do and close and lock it. And the next time he had to put away the mop bucket, he went through again, five, six, seven, eight keys till it opened again. Now, I don't know if that's the most efficient, but remember, that's how a virus works with the glycoproteins, these furry little um, sugary proteins on the outside of its viral capsid stuck on the outside to give it the name corona or crown in latin that's what it's doing it will change the shape of those glycoproteins sticking out until it finds one that sticks perfectly on a human cell and then get in i remember when my stepdad was alive um, he got a very uh, bad mosquito bite on his knee, he was out gardening, and it made him sick, and his knee swelled up, and there's infection, and they're running all these tests looking for bacteria and all these things, and I'm like, and it's like, did you check for West Nile? Well, there's no West Nile virus in Baltimore, Maryland. Guess what? When they ran the test, it came back, it was West Nile. His immune system was already compromised. He was in his 90s. He had some issues um, with coming off a cold or a pneumonia beforehand. So his immune system was weak. He got tagged by a mosquito out gardening, playing in the, in the woods with, a, with shorts on. And guess what? There was West Nile virus. And when your immune system doesn't work well, you don't see the cells that have been infected, taken over by some weird virus, and they start blowing up and they increase in number and number. So by the time the viral load, the number of viruses present, the number of viral particles present, is large enough to alert your immune system, it's too late. It's already gone systematic. It's in your knee, it's in your foot, it's in your liver, it's in your brain. What we hope is wherever the local infection is, that our immune system is strong enough. In other words, you have the number of immune cells there. You have another, an, enough antibodies 
that will bind to the virus and you have enough macrophages, these are big cells that kill everything, that recognize, you know, that this, is, this cell needs to be killed and there's viruses inside. And by, by the way, those macrophages, they need lots of protein. Actually, L-arginine is the amino acid that they use to produce nicotinic acid to spray the bacteria or your own cells to kill it. Yes, and to travel through blood vessels. It were actually a macrophage where we'll spray some NO, um, and it's almost like nitrous, and open up, open up the cell uh, between the capillaries so it can slide through and go after an infection. Then it'll spray down a, um, a cell that's infected until the cell wall breaks and kill it. It's amazing. But the chemical that these macrophages or your good killer immune cells, your white cells use, is made from amino acid, from protein, and that protein source is usually, um, you know, meat-based, carnival-based. So high doses of arginine is what you do. Why do I mention that? Because good protein is part of your immune system hygiene. Good, high-quality protein, three or four times a day. If you're not taking protein in, in every meal, then if you need to make immune cells, you have to break down your own skeletal system, your own liver, your own skin to pirate and cannibalize your own proteins to make these cells. Most of the time, your body says, nah, ain't doing it right now. We're not that sick. Instead of just giving yourself protein all the time so you can have a strong immune system. So should you worry about coronavirus? I would worry more about the common flu. It takes out more Americans. Should you worry about a strong immune system? Yes. Strengthen your immune system. Get enough water. Get enough protein spread out through the whole day. Have some hygiene where you're constantly cleaning and all that stuff. You don't have to be OCD. You don't have to carry around Clorox bleach wipes to wipe down everything. You don't have to be that way. But you should be washing your hands several times a day if you're in public. And never touch your eyes or your nose or your mouth without washing your hands first. I know that's tough. We all want to scratch an itch here or there. Don't do it. It's an easy portal for whatever you have on your hands. And if you think someone's sick or have a cold, avoid them. If you're sick, stay home. We don't want to get the virus stronger. Remember, by staying home, you make the virus weaker. It only has access to the DNA that comes into the house. You give that virus access to the DNA that's out there, remember that janitor, that maintenance guy with the ring of keys, keeping changing those keys, those glycoproteins, to it figures out what will become breaking, what will break into the cell. And when it connects and locks onto the cell membrane, you're in your lung, you're gonna get infected. Let's not give it a chance. Let's weaken some of these viruses by doing some basic hygiene. And this has been an, another fact podcast.